This is Fine Music Radio and Rodney Trudgeon greeting you. Tonight's edition of People of Note is a repeat of a broadcast made some two years ago when Pumeza Machikiza was in Cape Town for a concert. She was also meant to perform now for the duet concert, but that has had to be cancelled because of the lockdown. People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. This is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note here on Fine Music Radio. And I'm very excited to tell you about my guest today. She's Pomeza Machikiza, described as one of today's most exciting new operatic voices. And she has really been enjoying an international career with a vast repertoire at opera houses and concert halls around the world, meeting the greats and really getting a taste of what it's like to be an opera star. And Pomeza is in Cape Town for a number of reasons, one of which was a concert she did with a colleague at Hugo Lamprecht's auditorium quite recently. And Pomeza, I'm just so glad I caught up with you because I've been wanting to interview you for so long and I thought, no, you're going to be too busy and I'm going to miss you. So thank you for agreeing to come in in a busy schedule while you're here. It's a pleasure, Rodney. Thanks for inviting me. Welcome to Fine Music Radio as well. Thank you. Pomeza, apart from the concert that you've just done at Hugo Lamprecht's, why else did you come to Cape Town? Well, a friend of mine, Jabulo Majlala, founded a competition, a singing competition, whereby he was also bringing accompanists from overseas, basically from the United Kingdom, to come and help young singers to prepare their pieces, auditioning pieces, with interpretation as well. So I came to help him with this project to fundraise for his project. Is this a an international competition or is it a South African competition? At the moment, it is a South African competition, but it is getting international. Okay. And you presumably know Njibula because of your, both of you are overseas, both of you are having such a success career-wise, that presumably that's why you've become friends. Or did you know each other back when you were still here? Actually, I knew Njibula when I was back here. We worked together at the Spear Festival uh, where there was Mark Donford May's oh, company yes, yes, then. Yes. And uh, we went to London for uh, a short tour. And Jabulo stayed and worked in London, and so did I. And he is a baritone. He's a baritone. And there, am I right in saying that there are remarkably few pieces, relatively speaking, duets for baritone and soprano? The soprano is always singing with the tenor. Yes, sopranos <laughs> tend to always sing with tenors. But we did find some nice things, especially with Mozart. Some oh, yes, Mozart of course, pieces. Of and Pomeza, where are you based at the moment? Where, where are you living? I'm based in Stuttgart at the moment, but I'll be moving to Berlin in May. So when I left South Africa, I went to London, lived there for eight years with studies and a bit of freelancing. And then I, I moved to Germany, to Stuttgart, and this is my sixth year in Germany. So you've been away for a long time. That's a long, long time. Gosh, I thought it was more recent. No. I mean, if you asked me, I would have said uh, maybe five years you've been away. No. But it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And a very, very busy time as well, by the sounds of things. Yes. I went to London to study at the Royal College of Music. I won a scholarship. And the composer, Kevin Volans, helped me by buying me a flight ticket to London. And he organized an audition for myself. And I got the audition and I also got financial help for accommodation. 
and other necessities. Okay. Yes, we know Kevin Volans, of course. He's a South African composer. He is. Who is doing so well over there. He has festivals as well over there of his own music. Yeah, he's, he's such an incredible musician. I love his stuff. And it's got a lot of um, African footprints That's everywhere. Right. That's right. It's so funny knowing him because he's such a... A gentle, very gentle soul. Mm. And then, but you listen to some of his music, it's like you hear big sounds. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> now, why the move to Berlin? And I, I know we were chatting before we came on air that um, I absolutely adore Berlin. It's become a favorite city of mine. But have you got job offers there or why, why the move? I will have some concerts in Berlin, which still need to be confirmed. Mm-hmm. But I'm moving there because it's a beautiful city and it's very vibrant and it offers you lots of things artistically and also what I like about Berlin is that people in Berlin are always hungry for new for anything that's new so I'm looking forward also to branch into doing some diverse stuff artistically and do opera will always be my core but I want to mix other things and I think Berlin will be a very good place for me to to explore that. Are we allowed to know what some of those other things might be? Well, is <laughs> it a secret? <laughs> for now, it's a secret. Okay, okay. <laughs> what? So what? We have to watch the space, as they watch say, the space. to see what Pomeza is getting up to yes. when she's not singing. And but I presume I'll write you a note as well. Okay, to keep okay. you on the loop. Okay, hoping to see in Berlin sometime. Indeed. <laughs> well, we're just going to miss each other because I'm going to be there in April, in and April. you'll be there in May. Yeah. Um, but. There are obviously chances for job offers as well in Berlin with the big opera houses there, the number of opera houses yes, there. Yes, there are a number of opera There'll houses be in Berlin. Opportunities. Yeah. You might even get to meet Daniel Barenboim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, with he's with my agency, so. Oh. Yeah. Is your agent in Berlin? My agent is based in Berlin. Okay. Yeah. Now, Pometa, I'm most keen to see what you've chosen. I hope you're going to let us hear you singing, by the way. <laughs> Although I believe I, I had to. Let me just tell the listeners I had to twist your arm a little bit, but we'll come to that later <laughs> in the program. So your first piece, Casta Diva with Maria Callas. I mean, it's almost a silly question to ask you why you've chosen this, but I'm going to ask you nonetheless. My God, Maria Callas is one of the most incredible operatic artists. And personally, I'm not so keen on bel canto, but I think... No one sings Casta Diva like Maria Callas. And you get the prayer, you get the textures of everything she's trying to express.
the legendary Maria Callas there singing Casta Diva from Bellini's opera Norma. And the first choice of my guest, the soprano Pomeza Machikiza, who is on FMR's People of Note this week. Pomeza, I read, and actually this is a huge compliment, I read somewhere that you sometimes compared to Maria Callas. That's quite something to be compared with as a young rising star. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is a huge compliment, but it's quite scary at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. This job, well, the various jobs that you've had in the recordings, I mean, you've got two CDs out now. You're a mm-hmm. Decca artist, and Decca, for me, has always been one of the finest of the classical labels. Mm-hmm. Um, Voices of Hope and Arias, and both of them have been incredibly well-received by critics, which also extends your your fame across the world. Were, were they lovely to put together? Did you enjoy making these CDs? Actually, when one gets a recording deal with a company, if you're a soprano, you think to yourself, what can you bring that has not been done, especially with people like myself coming from South Africa and having all sorts of different heritages around South Africa. So I decided to have a bit, uh, a few arias and also try to sing some folk songs. Although we didn't have arrangements for that, we tried to, we made arrangements for the Aurora Orchestra and um, they went really well and people really liked them in so much that sometimes in concerts people will come and you sing all this heavy difficult (laughs) stuff and then you sing light stuff which is like South African folk songs with arranged for the orchestra and they'll be oh the South African stuff were the most amazing the most amazing because they are used to opera let's say and so when they hear something different which is also beautiful, they are more taken by that. So I mm-hmm. think the world is really ready for more stuff from other cultures, basically. Yes. And you're the perfect person to do it because now you've got the best of both worlds. You can do the whole Western opera thing brilliantly, but you can also bring this other element into people's lives. Yes. Which must be rather special for you as well. Yes, it do is. Do you miss South Africa when you're over there, or is it just too much going on? I think I miss the weather. More than anything, okay. and the food. <laughs> really? <laughs> and a few people, of course. Okay. But, and the landscape, I mean, South Africa is so beautiful. It's funny, when I was on the flight here, I was sitting next to an English gentleman who asked where I was from. So I told him, yeah, I'm from South Africa and I live in Germany. He looked at me and said, why would someone leave Germany? <laughs> I mean, leave South, South Africa, Africa for Germany. <laughs> It's interesting about the grass being greener on the other side and all that business, isn't it? Yeah. But um, when you got to London, I just want to trace a little bit before we go back to your roots, as it were. I want to pick up from London. You got a, you, as you said, you got a scholarship to the Royal College of Music. Mm-hmm. And you were lucky to attend master classes by people like Dame Kiru Tikanoa. Yes. And even Renata Scott, Sir Thomas Allen. These are huge names. Were you intimidated or how did it feel? Well, actually... You know, the thing is about great people is that they are always very easy to work with. That's so true. Actual Dame Kiriteka now was almost on the shy side. <laughs> <laughs> she spoke very softly. Yeah, and we I remember I did some Mozart with her. She was helping me with some Mozart recits and I was singing Fiordiligi in Kosovan Tute for, for the Royal College of Music. Uh, so Thomas Allen, we even performed together at some point. Actually, that's 12 years ago. When we when we performed together, we also performed together at the Wigmore Hall once. Mm. Gosh, so you've even been to the Wigmore Hall. Yes. Now yes. that's something. That means you've made <laughs> made the grade in London. 
<laughs> and working with someone like Renata Scotto, who was also an extraordinarily successful soprano with a rather unique voice. I remember her recording of Madame Butterfly. Yes. Um, with her entrance, which floated above like yes. I've never heard before. Yes, she was a, a little bit older when I met her. I think it was in 2006. And she didn't speak a lot of English. So oh. things were done in Italian and my Italian then was worse than it is now. <laughs> but we did manage to do some technical bits. And actually she wanted to she wanted to take me to America with her, but then I couldn't see because I was already studying at the Royal College of Music and they had given me a scholarship and I think she was not too happy with me not accepting her oh. offer of, of going to New York and introducing me to some people there. I think I just thought I should be loyal to the Royal College of Music after yes. giving me everything. So I, I shouldn't yeah. stop. Very noble of you. And I'm sure it was the right thing to do to have completed the Royal School's course. Yes, I think so. I mean, one never knows. Yes, you know? true. <laughs> have you been across to America? Actually, I've never been to America to sing, never even auditioned for an American house. But I've been asked by the Dallas Opera next year to sing uh, Mimi in La Bohème for them. So I'm hoping to actually this April, maybe the later part when I'm back from Turkey, to go there and do a bit of auditioning because usually they want to hear you in the opera house, even mm -hmm. if they like you. So my agent told me that there are few people who are really interested, but they would like to hear me sing in the opera house. Like the Met is quite big, so they do like to hear people to see how your voice, to see responds, how to your that voice house. responds to that house and what they think they could give you. Mm -hmm. So if maybe I was singing a lighter role like Pamina, it would be something else. But I'm no longer in that fach anymore. How would you explain your voice? Is it you said just now you're not too keen on bel canto? What, what sort of repertoire are you seeing? Because you, I mean, there's even Wagner lurking here, or albeit one of the. <laughs> no, that the was one of the flower, flower maidens. maidens. Yes. yes, but it's That's it's the only a, Wagner I've done. The Bartered Bride, Cosi von Tutte, the Fledermaus, Figaro, a host of things: the Magic Flute, Carmen, Der Freischutz, and La Bohème. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm, I I love also Michaela in uh, Carmen. In Carmen. Mm. Those are my favorite roles at the moment. But I'm also adding some Verdi probably next year. I'm also adding Voja Grusalka. I've sung the song to the moon. And now sometime this year I'm going to Austria to Klagenfurt to sing uh, Rusalka. So I'm thinking I'm adding new roles and I need comfortable space to do that. And I'm also probably in Italy next year going to do Aida. But that still also has to be... Gosh. confirmed so I have these two and I need to take so you ready is, is your voice ready for Aida do you think my voice is ready for Aida but I think when I do it for the first time I will need to really put it in my body mm -hmm. it has to really get to an organic place before mm -hmm. I, I take it out what other Verdi roles have you done so far um not many Verdi roles I'm also, I've been asked to do Amelia in Simone Bucanegra, but unfortunately it clashes with other things, but it is a role that I would like to learn. Mm -hmm. um, I think I want to go more the Verdi route now. Okay. Yeah. And you've but done also not, not heavy Verdi. Okay. Yeah. The more lyrical Verdi. The more lyrical Verdi. Yeah. I'm trying to think how we would describe Aida 
It, it's sort of both, isn't it? It's very lyrical at some point. It's like, lyrical and a little bit uh, spintoish sometimes. Yes, but can be very dramatic, like it her first big aria, Ritorno Vincitor. Yes. yes. It's very dramatic, Verdi, isn't it? It is. But then I think that also depends on who is going to conduct it. Mm-hmm. Because if one has a good conductor, you can always help the singer. Yes. You know, not to drown them and... Um, if you understand what kind of voice they have, where is their strength and where is the weakness of their voice and things like that. And some conductors can do that intuitively. And I saw somewhere, I'm sure, that you've worked with the great Sir Anthony Papano. Yes. Um, because he is regarded as such a superb opera conductor and understands the voice so he well. Is. Did he you is. feel that when you were working with him? Yes. I remember f- um, I was still in the Young Artist Program at the Royal Opera House this time. And um, we were doing Don Carlos, and Jonas Kaufmann was singing uh, Don Carlo, and I had a small role because I was very young then. And you know, I was of course nervous, and there were all these people. And and he said, "Just sing, I'll follow you." Uh, so that's what he usually tells people: that yeah. do what you want, I'll follow you, and then we can decide what to do. Wonderful thing to say to a singer, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, your next piece of music now. I see this a, a slight change coming up, a slight change of style for your second piece. Yes, my second piece is Malaika, and I like the version of Harry Belafonte and Miriam Makeba. And is there a reason you've chosen this? Well, I love their, their whole album, and I find it beautiful. And I think Malaika is one of those favorite, my one of my favorite pieces. Um, of course, it's not South African, but we have stolen it. We've made it <laughs> our South African kind of piece, and just for its beauty and the harmony of these two voices. Let's listen. Kidege, 
That was Harry Belafonte and Miriam Makeba. And what was it called? Malaika. Malaika. My angel. The second choice of my guest, Pumeza Machikiza, the soprano. They refer to you as a rising star, Pumeza, but I think <laughs> you've certainly risen, <laughs> judging by <laughs> the response you get, the recordings you've made, and the people you've worked with. You mentioned uh, Jonas Kaufman just now. I mean, he's a huge name, isn't he? And although you had a small part in that opera, you at least had opportunity to work with someone who's regarded as really a major star. And yeah. what was he like? Very easygoing very confident in his uh, in his expression of mm-hmm. music. Did he acknowledge you and recognize you and sort of know oh, yes. who you were and where you came oh, from? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the other tenor that you worked a bit with is Rolando Villathon. Yes. And you said you worked fairly extensively with him. We did a tour, actually. We did about um, 14 concerts together around Europe. We went to places like Moscow and Paris where in... Uh, um, Hamburg, Vienna. And what was he like? Oh my God, he's one <laughs> of the craziest people I know I have met in a good way. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very artistic and extremely humorous. He writes books as well and he paints. So he's one incredible person. I love his artistry. The other thing I saw on your long list, you should see this list, by the way, if you go to, if you Google Pumeza Machikiza and see uh-huh. what she's done, <laughs> you'll see all these things. But um, I, last year, was in Wiesbaden seeing the Ring Cycle, and now you've just done a La Bohème at Wiesbaden, haven't you? I have. Conducted by Albert, Albert Horn. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> whom we know so well here in Cape Town. It was, it was incredible because I knew Albert was in Wiesbaden, but we never met in Germany. We worked together here in Cape Town. He used to play in one of our con- in one of our concerts for the studio here and for UCT Opera. And he also, oh, we used to also go to schools like um, yes, those bringing music programs, outreach yes, programs. Yes. yes, and so I had such a lovely time. Still the same, Albi. He is. And the thing with him, that's the thing when I met him, the fame that he is experiencing, and he is experiencing fame, Mm. has not gone to his head. He's just the same 
boy from Cape Town that we. Oh, we he's knew he's here. exactly, exactly. <laughs> did you? How did you get the role? You sang Mimi, did you? I sang Mimi. Actually, they just contacted my agent okay, and okay. asked if I, I wondered if Albert had anything to do with your getting the role. I wonder. And he's Maybe. making quite a career now as a conductor, isn't he? And what yes. was he like to work with as a conductor? Did he give you the sort of space yes. that you said um, did? Yes, very good. We, I had one of the most special times working in Wiesbaden with Albert, the rehearsal period. Because for me, it's important that the rehearsal period is very light mm-hmm. and very easygoing and artists have a, can relax, that there's no one who is trying to torture anyone it's yes. all it's only music and isn't it a beautiful opera house it is a beautiful opera it's house. not too big and yet it has a baroque grandeur about it doesn't it it's it's so beautiful and actually i was so pleased because after we finished they wrote to my agent and asking what roles would i like to sing in the future so that was back something to Wiesbaden. Good. yes <laughs> What is it? How quickly do you discover as a singer how good the opera house is for your voice? When you stand up there, can you tell immediately, oh, I'm going to have to work rather hard in this house? Or, oh, this is so easy, I'm going to sound wonderful. Does that happen quite quickly when you go to a house? Well, hmm. Because my next question is going to be, which is your favorite so far it's, of it's, the houses you've sung in? It's it's very interesting. I think the houses, many houses in Europe, I have had a, a similar kind of um, experience, apart from Dresden. I thought Dresden had a really beautiful... The uh, Semper Opera. Yeah, the Semper Opera. I also sang La Bohème there. I think it was last year. So really, and it's so beautiful. Mm. And the orchestra is just amazing. Mm. So beautiful. Um, La Scala was totally different. Beautiful, but in a different way. I mean, when I was sitting in the audience, like watching rehearsals, I would think, hmm, it's such a big opera house. But as soon as I stood on stage, didn't seem big at all. So it was <laughs> fairly easy to see. And your hero, your heroine, Maria Callas, so many successes there she yeah. had, didn't she? At La Scala. Right? Yeah, at La Scala with, um, what was the conductor she worked with? Tullio Serafin. Serafin. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's interesting what you said earlier about conductors and how important they are. And this role of Mimi, which, I mean, everyone loves La Bohème, and it's a lovely role, tragic as it is. Mm. Is it ideal for your voice? Yes, it's actually a role that I've sung more than other roles. Oh, okay. And so it feels like a walk in the park these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it, a walk in and the I park. And I can wake up and sing it anytime. So I think, yeah, it's a role that's really suitable for me. So it seems almost as though, well, you mentioned earlier wanting to do more Verdi, but it seems they've done at the moment more Puccini by far than Verdi mm. because he requires quite a different sort of sound and technique than Verdi, doesn't he, in many ways? Yes, in many ways it does. You know, I was in a friend's house who makes master classes, and there was one pianist there, and she heard me sing, and she said, why don't you sing some Verdi and Aida? And she said, no, I'm not saying this because you're black. I didn't say anything. She made a joke. (laughs) So I said, let's try some Aida. I said, I know the, the second aria. So we went through it. The very interesting thing was that I found singing that aria much easier than singing Puccini. Oh, really? Which aria was that? I'm trying to think which the, the second Quira one. Mes Vera. Ah, okay, okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. It was so, unexpected. I bet it was unexpected it for It was you. unexpected for me. But then that doesn't mean that the whole role is like that. Yeah, yeah. So you, I have to watch for the dramatic parts, find a way of doing them, putting them in the voice. But I think it's going to be... 
a very good part for me. Okay, now I want to find out, Pumesa, more about your background here in South Africa, you know, your roots. But first of all, we need your next piece of music, your third choice. What, what are we going to hear now? Well, and the I next see you still piece. haven't chosen one of your own pieces, but I'm still <laughs> going to insist. <laughs> Whoever chooses their own pieces. No, we, the lo- listeners would love to hear you sing. Um, all right. Okay. We will choose that. My next artist is Benjamin Clementine. He he grew up in England, but he went to Paris for a long time and he was basking in Paris till he was found by someone. But I just think he's an incredible artist if one goes to the lyrics of his pieces and just how free he is with the expression, self-taught as well. Now I'll just choose adios. I won't say anything about it. I'll just say to someone, Listen to Benjamin Clementine. Adios. Adios. Adios to your afternoon. Cause tonight I'll be forever following the Colosseum moon into a certain room. Adios. Adios. I'm sorry for quickly jumping into the train. I waited, but no one came. You were just too late. That decision is mine. That decision is mine. So let the lesson be mine. Let the lesson be mine. That decision is mine. That decision is mine. Cause the vision is mine. That vision is mine. Adios. Yes. Adios. Adios to the little child in me who kept on blaming everyone else instead of facing his own defeat. After all, why should I have any regrets? The decision is mine So let the lesson be mine Let the lesson be mine The decision is mine The decision is mine Cause the vision is mine The vision is People have been coming up to me lately and talking about how, you know, Benjamin, why is it so that, you know, you're young but yet your world seems to be very dark and you seem to be almost possessed? Uh, quite, I uh, think that's, that's quite funny because um, when I'm on my journey, you know, I'm, you know, figuring things out, I do come across uh, surprisingly angels to come to me and sing to me so beautifully. And if I can recall um, very clearly, um, the yeah, melodies, um, it goes, it goes something like this.
was called Adios, Benjamin Clementine. I think we heard there, Pumeza, what you meant when you said just listen. Yeah. It's a bit of a discovery, I would have thought. <laughs> Pumeza Machikiza is my guest, the South African soprano who's having a spectacular career, really. And as I said, Pumeza, I want to find out where you come from in this great Africa of ours. Tell me about your, your family and where you were born and um, a little my bit about your background. Family, my family, both from both sides come from the Eastern Cape. My father's side is uh, from Tsomo and my mother's family is from Kofimbaba. But I was born in Queenstown. I mean, I was born in Lady Fred because my mother lived in Queenstown as okay. Berlin. Okay. And moved to Cape Town when I was about four years old. I lived in different townships, Langa, Nyanga, Guguletu, Kailicha. And from Kailicha, I went to study at UCT. UCT, I went to London. And then okay. the rest now, is history. Okay, you jumped too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a potted history if ever there was one. Okay, so we go back. Were your, were your parents musical at all? Or where did you first hear this concept of singing My opera? My father was not musical at all. Actually, what I heard was that he couldn't sing to save his life. Oh, dear. Uh, my grandfather was, my paternal grandfather was a choir conductor. And apparently he was very good and people were always keen, even though he lived in the village, people were always keen um, to hear what he will bring with this choir. My mother sings in church. She has a, a nice voice, but quite soft, very shy voice. But also from my distant relatives, we have a person like Todd Machigiza. And oh, yes, so you have course. lots of people, or Pet Machigiza was the pianist. So. There is somewhere in my gene pool music. something to do with music, arts, theater. When did you discover you had a voice? Well, I started singing when I was five, six. I used to sing with my mother in church when I was five, six. I was already in a school choir. Before I left primary school, I already had solo pieces. And in high school, I was mostly a soloist. So mm -hmm. I was singing in a church choir, school choir, and a community choir. But then, okay, so then you finished school. And then you went to UCT. Now, how did that happen? Actually, I had a, a teacher who was my mathematics teacher, I think. Yes, he was my mathematics teacher. And because I got good grades in maths and science, he thought that studying music directly would not be such a good thing for me. And he went and, and registered me at the University of Cape Town to study BSc quantity surveying, oh which my. I really found 
boring. <laughs> and sometimes I would skip classes and <laughs> yeah. just stay in the res. I mean, the whole thing was so boring for me. And at that stage, you weren't singing. I mean, you weren't I thinking wasn't of it singing. as a professional. I wanted, to, I wanted to go to the College of Music, but he, he thought that that wouldn't be the good idea. And mm. I think he was concerned for me, thinking what I was going to do after studying singing. You know, there aren't so many opportunities in South yes. Africa. I should think much further along the line. But then... It didn't happen like that, so I went and registered myself at the Royal College of Music. But did you, at the S at South African College of Music, mm -hmm. did you, were you there at all? When you left your degree, did you go straight to London, or how no, did you get that I was there. You were at the SACM? Yes, okay. and I did a three-, four-year course, and then I, I went to London and to do my And who was your voice teacher there? Virginia Davis. Oh, right, yes. Virginia She's Davis. had a few spectacular successes, yes. hasn't she? Yes, And that's subsequently you got your scholarship, went to the Royal School, and mm -hmm. the rest, as they say, with the biggest cliche, is history. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, can you remember, for example, what some of your first roles were? Can you remember your first opportunity singing a role on stage in a moderately professional production? The first opera I saw, I know you asked me something else. I was involved in Aida in Virginia, was Virginia and Sidwell. Oh, yes, yes. A famous pair, actually. The famous pair, yes. yes. They were, I was in the chorus of that. That was before I studied opera. And my first role, I think, if I'm correct, was Fiordiligi. In Mozart's Così Fantutte. In Mozart's, uh, what did I sing? I sing Fiordiligi. I sang Majenka in Buttered Bride. I also sang some bits and pieces of La Boheme as well. You've done Rosalinda in Die Fledermaus, I see. Yeah, that was at the, the Royal Contessa College of Music. Contessa of Royal the College of Figaro, Music, yes. Which is quite a role. Yeah. Der Freischutz, Pamina in that Des Arbeflöte. Uh, Stuttgart. Okay. So a lot of people say that they are pushed by agents and things to do bigger roles than they're ready for. Are you aware of that and careful about that? So they don't push I am you aware of roles. that and I'm very careful about it. That's why I, uh, my motto always in life is to move slow but in the right direction. So I don't want to be singing all the time, number one. I take breaks. I'd rather do a few concerts than doing full operas and difficult operas. I like having this rest. I also like to vary my uh, my performances. I do a lot of uh, recitals as well, like Lida Up and with pianists. And you've worked with some famous pianists as well that we know from the recording industry, for example, Malcolm Martineau, mm -hmm. Julius Drake, yes. Simon Lepper. A lot with Julius Drake. Mm -hmm. He's been a constant a constant partner in recitals. And I presume they're a great help as well because of the sort of pressures of a leader singer, so different from opera. The accompanist is so important, isn't he? Very important because that's actually a duet. Yeah. It's uh, it's different from singing opera. You know, with opera you are mm, you are exposed in different ways. Whereas when you're doing a, a leader up and a recital, you are you are totally exposed in every way possible, and each and every song has to mean something to you. So you are creating uh, from song number one to song number twenty-four. Yes. different composers sometimes. Have you done some of the Schubert song cycles, for example? I've done mostly the Schumann. Schumann. Oh, Schumann. Okay. Schubert is beautiful, but I thought I needed a bit of time for, for Schubert because Schubert, like Mozart, sounds very easy on the ear, so beautiful. But to get that beauty 
And simplicity. Organically and simplicity organically takes a lot of time. I'm going only now to move into Schubert. Okay. And what about your language thing? I mean, you're talking about singing in Italian, in German. Mm. You're doing your Rizalka now. You're going to have to sing in Czech. Yes. Are you quite good at picking up these accents and languages? Well, I have sung a Czech opera before, but this was so scary. It was in Wexford. I think it was in 2010. And I was the only person who didn't speak Czech. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I was training. The chorus was from Prague. Other soloists, they were from the Czech Republic. And I was really thinking, oh, my God, the conductor was also Czech. So I worked so hard on it that when I came to the um, rehearsal space, of course, I was feeling very conscious. <laughs> and they all were surprised and very impressed. And I thought they were just being nice. They said, no, we are not being nice. So I worked with a coach from the Royal Opera House, Lada Valesova. We did again and again and again and again. So now when I'm looking at Rusalka, I'm surprised that I was trying to read it through and I could read lots of things, although I will need, of course, to translate it. Yeah. And to have a bit of coaching, possibly. A bit of coaching, yes, when I do it. And just as we approach the end of the program, and by the way, you're not getting away without playing us something from one of your CDs. <laughs> so take it out of your bag immediately. Um, Pumeza, what do you do to relax? Because it sounds as though you're very busy. You said you like to give your voice a rest. Mm-hmm. Do you cook? Do you um, go for walks? Do you knit? Do you? I love going to the spa. So sauna, steam room, <laughs> and reading. That's where I read my books. So I would go sometimes just go for the half day, take a book read it through, go to the sauna, go to the steam room, take a shower. I also like walking. I do walking tours, especially with some friends of mine in England. They know some beautiful places. We would walk for like seven to ten hours Mm -hmm. just walking. I I love different things. Reading. Reading is 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 also great. I'm into meditation and all this kind of Oh, okay. All of which (laughs) probably contributes to relaxing your voice and keeping your voice in good neck. Yeah, also just to to relax myself because with traveling and everything that one does, the body can get Mm. kind of rigid. So I'm always trying to relax myself, do stretches if I can, because I'm I'm not so keen on going to the gym. Okay. (laughs) But you also have to be careful with all the climate change you go through. I mean, you came from a rather cold Europe here to a particularly hot Cape Town. Yes. And I mean, you can't afford to get your voice. You can't afford to get sick. Yeah. Yesterday I had a bit of a a sore throat and I was thinking, hmm, I'd better just stay indoors for the morning and just drink lots of tea, take some honey, and it eventually went away. Yeah. Okay. And when you go back now, what's the next thing you do when you go back to Europe? When I go back now, I have two concerts in uh, in Reutlingen with Baden-Württemberg Orchestra. And immediately after, I am going to a conference in Amsterdam, Amsterdam Opera, talking about how to move opera forward, how to bring people to opera, which I think is the wrong question to ask. The question should be how do we bring opera not how do we people. bring people to to opera, how do we bring opera to the people and things we can do. And you certainly had lots of experience with that because of the outreach programs you were involved with here. Yes. In Cape Town. Exactly. And also I'll be presenting a Mozart competition which will take place at Kleinborn Opera. So I'll be presenting that on the BBC television. 
And also I have a recital in Strasbourg where I'll be doing some Japanese songs <laughs> as well as uh, Italian songs, Spanish songs, and some South African songs, some South African folk songs, but with the piano. Those ones that you said earlier on. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, listen, it's been great to catch up with you, Pumeza. Thank you. We could you. go on talking, but um, <laughs> you need to rest your voice. <laughs> and um, all the best, and you're doing us proud, and I hope you're, very, I hope you're a very happy young lady as you conquer the opera world. Thank you, Rodney. But you're not allowed <laughs> to go without playing us. <laughs> what are you going to play us okay, okay, from okay. your CD? I think I'll play Omio Babino Caro. Okay. From the first city voice of hope. Gianni Skiki's opera, Puccini's music. I was talking to Pumeza Machikis. We'll hear her sing now of her first CD. And um, Pumeza, from all of us, best of luck and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's the voice of my guest on People of Note this week, Pumeza Machikiza, singing Puccina's O Mio Babino Caro from Gianni Schicchi. People of Note is brought to you each week this time by Peter Turin Productions.